It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Thursday, November 30th. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. Sitka's assembly has postponed voting on a new airport lease with the state of Alaska. When the group met on Tuesday night, assembly members agreed to hold off on renewing the 55-year contract unleased until the next meeting. As KCAW's Catherine Rose reports, the move is meant to give the public more time to review the document, and while controversial parking fees aren't included in the lease, the issue wasn't far from several assembly members' minds. The city of Sitka is preparing to receive over $40 million in grant funding to revamp the city-owned airport building, which sits on state-owned land. But earlier this winter, municipal administrator John Leach told the assembly they'd hit a roadblock. The FAA is unlikely to move forward with the grant until the city renews its lease with the state. And some of the new federal and state requirements gave assembly members pause, like a cut of concessions from airport retailers, additional security, and parking fees. The draft lease the assembly reviewed on November 28th would cost the city around $17,000 a year in rent. Leach told the assembly that without any additional revenue, the city would lose out on millions of dollars over the next several decades. If we don't change anything about our fee structure and follow the lease as presented, the net present value over the 55-year term is a $16.2 million loss to the city and borough of Sitka. So what I did is I laid out some um, alternatives. These are possible ways that we could recoup those fees to get the airport lease to break even if the assembly were to decide to move forward with the lease. Leach has proposed a few options, like using parking fees or a head tax to offset expenses. The current draft lease does not include parking fees. Leach recommended the assembly deal with those separately. Fees could come before the assembly for consideration down the road in a separate sublease agreement. Most assembly members, including Tim Pike, agreed that they needed to move forward with the lease as is to keep the ball moving with the state and tackle issues like parking down the road. We want people to have the opportunity to to realize that this is a very long-term thing we're talking about here. And yeah, there's a big project associated with it, but you know, if we don't sign the lease, the state takes it over and and then we're going to get what we get. So, you know, I think it's in Sitka's best interest to maintain control of its airport and making control of that experience for everybody. Tor Christensen said when the parking fee discussion does come before the assembly, he wants the city to consider assuming control of the parking lot rather than the state. It sounds like parking charges are coming whether we do it or the state does it. And I'd rather have control so that we can try and keep it down as low as possible. And we would at least be able to listen to people's concerns and try and make changes. Regardless of what happens with parking down the line, Assemblymember Chris Yested wanted the public to know that changes at the airport are coming. And he said he'd support the lease, but agreed with other Assembly members that rather than approving the lease right away, they should delay the decision for a couple of weeks. I guess the thing for me and for all of us Sitkins to realize is our airport is going to change for what we know of it, um, more than likely. Um Costs to us and probably everyone going through it will go up in one way or another. And um, though I don't exactly like change, I think this is change that we're going to have to make. Ultimately, the assembly unanimously decided to postpone a decision on the lease with the state to give the public more time to review the document. They'll take up the conversation again at their December 12th meeting. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. 
You can review a copy of the state's proposed lease agreement with the city on our website at kcaw.org. Two assembly members are crafting an ordinance that would address one aspect of Sitka's tourism growth that's drawn criticism by placing new restrictions on diesel buses. At the Sitka Assembly meeting on November 28th, Assemblymember Tor Christensen said he and Assemblymember Tim Pike plan to introduce an ordinance soon which would require diesel buses to be inspected every year to meet certain emission standards, and it would require annual permits for the buses. So that there would not be an unlimited number of, of permits, uh, and it would only, by the way, apply to internal combustion engines. We look at this as a way to control the flow into town, to slow it down. Uh, so we don't get overwhelmed with so many all at once. Christensen said he'd hoped to introduce the ordinance to the Assembly at the November 28th meeting, but legal review from the city's attorney's office has been delayed. Nevertheless, he said they hope to bring a draft of the ordinance to the next Tourism Task Force meeting on December 13th. Sitka's culinary scene will be coming to television screens around the country this spring. Former child actor and film producer David Moscow recently visited the island community to film an episode of his show, From Scratch, in collaboration with Beak Restaurant. Between John's pulling bull kelp out of Sitka Sound and foraging for cranberries, Moscow sat down with KCAW's Meredith Reddick to talk about food, foraging, and filming in southeast Alaska. I produce and host a show called From Scratch, it is a um, a travel and food uh, documentary series, and we meet with a chef um, or somewhere around the world. They uh, make a meal. I taste it, figure out all the ingredients, go out and source all those ingredients, harvesting, hunting, fishing, foraging, come back, and then I have a week and try and remake the dish with the with the chef. Can you tell me about your experience hunting and fishing and foraging in Sitka so far? Well, since that's at the heart, I mean, I kind of went like high-minded, but at the heart of the show is the adventure of food sourcing. I'm here uh, working with Renee at Beak, Mm -hmm. and um, she made two incredible dishes for me. And as soon as I walked out the door, I realized like reality hit me. It is November in Alaska not a lot of green stuff in the ground. What am I going to get? And then it turned out that like one of the fish I couldn't even get because non-Alaskans can't harvest it this time of year. What was that? Uh, rockfish. But we had we heard rumors that were still there were still wild cranberries up in the bogs on the mountain. And then we had mushrooms, uh, and we couldn't find a guide to take me to go get the mushrooms. So for the first time on the show, I went, and I'm not a mushroomer, so I went by myself to try and find mushrooms, which was scary for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and luckily, uh, we got some that were the right kind. And uh, yeah, like the whole thing was kismet. First of all, you know, Beak is an incredible restaurant. Sitka is a, a gorgeous town, an incredible place. Like this is a food destination, right? So you weren't allowed to harvest rockfish because of regulation. What did you end up with? Well, people have to watch it. Maybe I got it. Maybe I didn't. Maybe. Oh, okay. Right? right. Yeah. We did the scariest moment was we went out for bull kelp on Great. two little boats in like, I don't know what was going on with the water at that point, but the swells were like nine feeters. Like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And we had, it was uh, professors um, from the college over here and they are insane these three women were wild. And like my crew was huddled on the bottom of the boat. (laughs) 
You said something about Sitka being a, f- a food destination, and that surprises me because, you know, I think about our grocery store prices, and I think a lot of people here subsist because it feels like there aren't a lot of options. But that's special, right? Like the fact that you can, that everyone has all winter long an insane amount of protein in their freezer, and um, and then you come to a place like Beak or a number of the other restaurants in town, and they are using ingredients from right here mm-hmm. on their menus and so it's of the place it's of the time and it's interwoven is it accurate to say that food then is sort of a vessel for a bigger message you're trying to communicate yeah i think it really was about sort of how community is tied together and and to show that we're all that we all need one another mm-hmm. i think americans sometimes think that, you know, I did this by myself. I'm on an island. I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. And it's frankly not true. Like if you eat a slice of pizza, it took 68 people to make that pizza. So there is a web that... Is that a specific number? That when I made my pizza, it took 68 people to make it. There is a web of community that holds us all up and feeds us like the most important of sustenance. And so, you know, one of the things we realized on this journey is that it's not just about community. Um, it's also about how we treat the planet. If we keep going in this direction um, around food production and around sort of pollution, um, we're going to have we're in very serious trouble. Uh, and and you see that in sort of food producers are at the front line of global climate change, of economic justice, of social justice, and uh, and so it becomes clearer and clearer everywhere I go. The episode featuring Sitka and Beak Restaurant is scheduled to air in February 2024. You can learn more about the show on our website, kcaw.org. Taking a look at the community calendar. The Alaska Native Language Preservation and Advisory Council holds a public agency meeting at 10 a.m. today via Zoom. The meeting will be recorded and is to continue working on the 2024 action plan for the governor, legislature, and people of Alaska. You can find a Zoom link on the community calendar posting. Free, strong, and steady exercise classes are at 1.30 p.m. and senior strength classes at 2 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays at the Swan Lake Senior Center. Both classes are taught by volunteer and fitness instructor Dorothy Orbison. For more information, email recreation at cityofsitka.org or call 907-747-4031. Outer Coast visiting faculty member Dr. Carolyn Dawes gives a free talk on Fungi, Forests, and Fires at 6.30 p.m. today at the Sitka Public Library. For more information, call 907-738-4680 or email emma at sitkaseafoodmarket.com. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News.